you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Feast of Christ, the King of the Universe. He's got quite a universe to be king of, doesn't he, in these days, in the 21st century. When Pius XI, in 1929, was experienced great anti-Christian and anti-church philosophy, both politically, sociologically, and by society in general, because looking at the signs of the times, great leaders, great not from the perspective of good, great as perspective of powerful leaders, were running the world. You know the names of those who led Nazism and communism, and we don't have to even mention their names in church. They were rising in power. And as their totalitarian governments rose in power and influenced other countries, Christianity was being confronted and downplayed because we as Catholics are in direct antithesis, direct controversy, and direct an enemy of those who persecute people, no matter what the label is. So, Pius XI decides to create a new feast, reminding all those leaders of the world who's in charge. Jesus Christ is king of the universe, period. No, nothing, neither, nothing further need be said. Well, those leaders who led those extremist movements are still in the shadows of our world. There are totalitarian countries and leaderships, and even some weaving themselves into our political system, God forbid. But today we're not here to discuss politics. We're here to discuss what is the format by which we can be regarded as members of the kingdom of Jesus Christ, Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. What do we need to do to be there, to follow him, as he prepares to hand the kingdom over to his Father? We realize through our prayer, all prayer always goes to the Father. That image way above our sanctuary in the apse sort of tries to grasp that image. The Father sends the Son, the Son sends the Spirit, we respond and the prayers go up to the Father 
we pray by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, but Jesus takes our prayers, our, our requests for forgiveness, our, our charity, our doing good, our forgiving. He takes all of that and presents it to the Father. Paul talked about Jesus as the first fruits. In our urban culture, that doesn't mean much. First fruits were those of the crops or of the cattle or animals that a farmer had. And when the first fruits, the first, the, the best, and the newest came forward, they would sacrifice them to God. As you know, lamb sacrifice was, was normal in the temple. And those first fruits, whether they were vegetables or grain or any other kind of items, first ones that came out of the ground were gods. That was the philosophy. And that was their faith. So Paul builds on that. That system is no longer used for Christians. We had one sacrifice, Jesus Christ, and that's the ultimate sacrifice. So we don't need to repeat the sacrifice. And Paul makes that clear by saying he was the first fruit. Behind him come all those who believe. And behind them the end of the world. And the last thing to be dominated by the king in the parable of Jesus, or in Paul's words, is death. Death will be under the feet of the great king when he returns in glory, Jesus. Now, I don't know how that hits you. It sounds great, but just think of it. He who destroyed death by his own resurrection will destroy death completely. And by destroying death, we are told Jesus becomes all in all. Now, that's a great amount of theology to share it during one homily, but we get the idea as we celebrate Jesus Christ, King of the universe. And you would think with all this glorious theology, the, the glorious words, universe, king of the universe, you would think that, wow, Jesus is really up there with this long red cape and a crown and, and people serving him. You want to follow Jesus Christ, king of the universe? Water, bread, clothing, visitation. That's our method. This king of the universe is an ironic king because he invites us to follow him to the Father, first of all, in prayer. When we go to the sacrament of confession and the priest gives us absolution, that's God forgiving us. Not Father Louis or Father Ron or Father Rich. That's God through the instrument of the priesthood. To know that God the Father is there waiting for all of us to come back when we go to the sacrament of reconciliation. Waiting for all of us to come to him. A great big daddy trying to grab us. We can only use metaphors because God has no body, but he's the creator who started the whole thing in motion, and he calls us back. He wants all of us 
because we were predestined to be with him. Now, some of us say, no, thank you. Some of us will sin and choose sin over God and choose death over life. So we fall short, those of us who decide not to follow God. And there are a lot in the world, as you know, who do not follow Jesus Christ, Christian principles. But Jesus invites all of us to line up, in a sense. You want to get to heaven? You want to, you want to join my Father in the, in the kingdom to come? You, you, you want to rejoice with him around, around the throne of heaven? Here's how you do it. Very simple. That's what's so ironic about this. We're talking about the creator of the world sends his son, Jesus Christ, who dies on the cross, who conquers death, who has the enemy under his foot, and he's inviting us to come to the Father's kingdom. Starting now, not when we're dead, starting now, you don't just close your eyes and go to heaven. You, you gotta, we do it now. How? Feeding, water, clothing, visitation, human dignity. Giving time to that person who's just sometimes, and I'm going to go out on a limb here, sometimes a pain in the neck. And that person, we know what hunger from food means, but that person might be hungry for affection and love and attention. And we don't have to pull that out of our pockets or our pocketbooks to give that a person a gift. We have to pull it out of our hearts. And Jesus made a point of that. When you visit the sick or the, those in prison, and yes, there are prisons, and there are sick in the hospitals. Yes, that's, we know that's a, 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 one of the corporate works of mercy. But Jesus is encouraging us to be members of his kingdom by doing that for the person next to you. Our sisters and brothers. Our families, our friends. The second collection tonight, as I mentioned before, will be for the physical needs of the poor in the Archdiocese of New York. So when we give to the second collection, we're doing the food thing, we're doing the water thing, we're doing the drink thing, we're doing the turkey thing. Yes. And the first collection is for this, your home. That will soon be heated because, as you know, the heating system is on the fritz. But Jesus is saying, to get to heaven, to be part of the kingdom to be fought, part of the people who follow the first fruits of the kingdom, Jesus Christ, we need to look at each other. There's nobody on this earth who's less than anyone else. And those who are hungry, Jesus makes a priority. He doesn't say how many donations you have to make, although I'm not telling you not to donate to the parish. He doesn't tell you how much to donate, how big a check, and Father Rich will love anything you write, of course. But Jesus is saying, you want to get to heaven? A cup of water. A piece of food. Clothing. 
You want to get to heaven? You want to share the joys of eternal life that you can't even imagine? Visit the sick. Look at every brother and sister as your equal, as our equal. We don't have... We don't have the right as members of the body of Christ to look on anyone else in a role less than I am. I don't care what the status, what their faith is, what their color is, what their gender is, what their ethnic background is. No, you didn't create them. That's not your business. Our business is right here in the scriptures to feed the hungry and give drink to the thirsty and attention to those in need, a listening ear, patience. Does he say that? No, no. but what do you do when you're going to visit someone in prison? You sit there and look at them? No, you chat with them. You listen to them. You, you let them share with their hurt and their pain. Share scripture. Pray with them. See, it's an interactive deal we got here. And nothing against the goat and the sheep. That was just... An analogy that Jesus probably said to the agrarian people. Um, you know, it's like separating sh goat and sheep. Goats and sheep were all part of the same herd, you might say, for farmers. They only separated them at night. They went this way, they went this way, because it involved food and nourishment and how to take care of them. The, the coats and, the, and, the, and the, the fur of each animal is different. So Jesus is talking about that. So he didn't give a downplay to the goats. The goats are adorable. And they're delicious too, by the way. That's another story. That's my Italian heritage coming out. Capitzel, you can't believe it. You see, and we could do that. We, we know what eating is like. We know what drink is like. We know how it, it nourishes us. And, and during the pandemic, what's going to happen next Thursday? Many of us are going to be disappointed because we're not with the extended family. I'm myself included. But for the sake of not spreading the evil of the world, in this case, not totalitarian government, but the coronavirus, we're making sacrifices. We're gathering in smaller groups. But nevertheless, we're doing what we want to do at a distance, eating and drinking. Why? We know it's normal. We know it's average. We know it's what we do as people to nourish ourselves. And the poor? They have to wait online. The hungry? When we tell you to eat. The naked and the cold? When we scour our cupboards and pull out the coats that we don't wear anyway. See, we all have the same basic needs. Just that we, who maybe have a few dollars in our pocket, can answer our own needs. But the ultimate need that all of us have is the hunger for God. And he wants us to hunger for him. Because only by nourishing ourselves on the greatest gift he gave us, the body and blood of Jesus Christ, will we get to know him more and more and appreciate him in his word, here in the scriptures, and the sacrament that we're invited to. This God, this king of the universe, makes no sense in a world of hate and bitterness and destruction. This ironic king of the universe 
gives us a mandate to love one another, to feed each other, to take care of each other. And it's no great shakes. He's not saying build a mansion for each other. A piece of bread. Sometimes that bread is made of flour. Sometimes that bread is made of time to give to one another. We celebrate this feast as we come to the end of the liturgical year. And I like to say that if Jesus doesn't return by next Saturday night, then we start the liturgical year all over because that means he will not have come in glory yet. So you got another week. Feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, nourish ourselves with love and patience. Jesus Christ is our King, and he invites us to follow him to the Father. If you've got a personal auto insurance question, you could talk to a cab driver, although the policies he recommends might include avoiding the interstate, beating traffic by taking the back roads, and only making left turns when absolutely necessary. Or you could talk to your local GEICO agent, whose policy is to use their expertise to navigate your insurance, finding the best route to help you save money on insurance for your home, car, and more. And as an added bonus, you'll be able to avoid traffic jams and potholes entirely. To find a GEICO agent near you, visit geico.com local. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too. And with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus. Made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.